Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And I, I came like dangerously close to biffing that intro because the cat like leaned his face into me and it was really cute. He is, uh, he is clearly very affectionate today, or at least very vocal. He, it's funny, he has been like curled up on the floor all morning. Uh, and then like as soon as I started the call, here he comes. There he is. <laughs> there, here comes that boy. Flippo so, knows when important things are happening. I know, he knows when he needs to be present and loud. <laughs> How are y'all? Pretty good. It's uh, yeah. it's snowing again. What? I I keep forget. Where are you now? What state are you in? I'm in Colorado. Um, and Colorado. I am like actively in the mountains. So, yeah, okay. no, we've we've been. It's been snowing since like last month. I keep whenever I I'm like, where is Kelso now? I keep wanting to say Iowa. For some reason, I don't know why. Iowa, I grew up in Iowa, so that's probably why. Maybe. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, but you're not, you're in Colorado. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's surprisingly nice here. It's been sunny yesterday and today, which has not happened in a while. Oh, wow. So. Yeah, this time of year. Yeah. It's Seattle, so Seattle has started its gray season, where for the next you know, three hundred days. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> basically next, until next June. eight months at least. Yeah, it's gonna be mostly gray. But today, it's nice and blue, and I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's good because it's a long weekend, so I get Monday off too. So if it stays nice, I can like go outside and hang out and stuff. Nice. It's been doing this thing here where uh, it only snows on the weekends. <laughs> Just in case you wanted to avoid work or school. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's not snowing a whole lot right now, but last weekend, uh, I was getting so much snow that my internet was going out. Oof. Which was fucking annoying, let me tell ya. Because yeah. it, it wasn't out for like a long stretch of time, it would be down for like an hour, hour and a half, and it would come back for a while, and then it would go down again. Yeah, so it's not like you can really start a task or anything. Yeah, so I, I actually, that's when I played the bulk of my city skylines. Nice. Oh, which is the game that we're gonna talk about. I, I accidentally a segue. We could keep talking about not that though. That's fine. Uh, I don't have much interesting to say. Um, it is my birthday tomorrow, which oh. I'm excited about. Oh. But I don't have anything like cool or interesting planned, so I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, that's fair. I I didn't do anything really this year that was planned besides like accidentally getting invited to a children's Halloween party. <laughs> has it been I guess it has technically been like Halloween since we last recorded, is that right? Yeah, I guess. Um but I I did all my Halloween stuff the weekend before Halloween, so you guys have already heard my Halloween stuff. Yeah. Your excellent Halloween stuff. Yeah, I hope you guys liked the uh, the costume that I posted on Twitter. It was ex- yeah. extremely good. 
<laughs> I was very pleased with it. Oh. But I got I got nothing else. We'll do next time maybe I'll have something because it'll be um Is it gonna be Thanksgiving by the time we record next or is that right before we, uh, we that's <clears throat> see I'm all thrown off this year because my family is doing our Thanksgiving like next weekend. Uh, and then Thanksgiving is the following week, so I keep thinking that Thanksgiving is this week, but it's not. Um, okay. Thanksgiving is on the 22nd, right? which is in 11 days, which uh, means that if we keep to our schedule, it will be before we record next. Right. So I'll maybe I'll have some fun Thanksgiving stories. I don't know. I'm hosting a thing, or I'm going to try and host a thing. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess I will also have Thanksgiving stories, because our family, my my family's like pre-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving will also be between now and next episode. I should have said another word. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like looking at the calendar and I don't know why I'm trying to do like complex date and time math that is like not necessary at all. Yeah. Not uh, that important. No, it's really not. Carl, do you have any plans for the next couple weeks? Nope. I feel like this, beca- this becomes adulthood. Like, you know, are you doing anything for your birthday? Nah, I'm just going to kind of, like, hang out and relax and be another year older. Yeah. <laughs> like, you doing anything for this holiday? Nah. nah. To be fair, I don't have a holiday. Yeah, you don't have a holiday, but, like, yeah. still... Like, that just becomes the daily life. So, like, what are we doing that's interesting in the next two weeks? Same same thing as we do every two weeks. Yeah. Same as it ever was. Which I guess is not entirely a bad thing. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I'm pretty there, bad. Well, sometimes there can be comfort in routine and structure, such as uh, the structured building of systems in a city building mm-hmm. game. <laughs> like, yeah. uh... <laughs> like City's Skylines, which we played. You look, you couldn't see it, but as as you built into that uh that segue, I leaned back in my chair and I put my fists in the air. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing it. Oh, Kyla's going for it. <laughs> I appreciate the adulation. <laughs> um but yeah, so we played uh City Skylines. Um, when did City Skylines come out? Let's find out. It's been a couple oh. years, I think. City Skylines came out in 2015. Okay. So it's about three years old. Uh, it's by Colossal Order, uh, published by Paradox Interactive, who did, um, uh, Magica, among other things. Um, and it's, uh, it's basically a response to, uh, not getting a good new SimCity game. This group went ahead and just made a good SimCity game and just didn't call it SimCity. Good for them. I and, feel like uh, we need more of that. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have a history of SimCity games? Did you play that a lot when they were like... I played the SimCity 2000 a lot when I was yeah. a kid. I I played a little bit of SimCity 2000, but my my background in City Builders is pretty minimal. Yeah. I played a lot more, I played a lot more like theme park management games, like roller coaster tycoons and stuff. So. 
trying to remember if I played SimCity 2000 or SimCity 3000. Probably both, actually. I'm, I'm looking up screenshots to see which one looks more familiar to me. That's. I feel like that's going to be a difficult discernment to make. Uh, it might be 3000. Let's see. Oh, yeah. The, the 2000 graphics are actually quite different. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played a lot of SimCity 3000, which was the next one. Um, I think it was very similar, to be honest. Um, I spent a lot of time in that game um, on a custom map where I just made everything entirely flat and put a river in the middle. I remember I had, like, an old flat map, and then I just built a huge mountain in the corner where I put all my... I had, like, water crafts. Uh. Oh. The small things, and I could, I didn't have to worry about pollution. <laughs> because it was up on the mountain. This is, yeah. this actually reminded me of something that I saw a long time ago and then forgot about. But it was someone who built a, a city in some version of SimCity that was almost like as close to 100% efficient as it could be. And I'm trying to remember um, I'm trying to find that article so that I could talk about it. It was like, it was just this horrible dystopian nightmare and like average life expectancy was tiny and overall <laughs> happiness was, was minuscule. Um, I think I remember this. Yeah, I, I found the article, but I'm trying to find. So that's kind of interesting because I was thinking about that in playing cities of, like, how the system is modeled such that, um, and I guess you can argue the relative realism of it, but that, like, making people, like, happy and well-educated and things like that is not always what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I yeah. found it. The city is called Magna Santi. M-A-G-N-A-S-A-N-T-I. There's uh, at least one article written about it. It's... Uh, I would recommend just like looking at that because it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> um, Interesting. Uh, All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. Oh, what uh, was that noise, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I I I spent a whole lot of time trying to make people really happy before I was like, wait, what? Why is that like the most visible metric besides <laughs> how much money that you're your town is raking in. Yeah, it's... So, <clears throat> this game is interesting because it is at once much better tutorialized than your average SimCity game and also much worse. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> because it has a built-in system, which I think is really neat, uh, where, unlike a SimCity game where you just, like, you start at a certain like, year, and then technology unlocks as, like, the clock progresses with whatever would be historically accurate, quote-unquote. Um, in this game, you start with, like, only the ability to build roads, and as you complete successive tasks, like building roads and zoning things and getting a certain population, it unlocks more mechanics. So you don't ever have to deal with all, like, all the buttons right from the start where you can do anything and it's overwhelming. You do a little bit at a time, and as you get comfortable with the things you have, um, it unlocks new things. But it also 
doesn't ever really tell you how to do any of the things that are unlocked. Um, at least not very well. Nope. I mean, not very well, but it has, like, a really good UX for it. Yeah, it's it's mostly intuitive, which I think is its saving grace. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of the systems that when something is slightly unintuitive, it can be very difficult to figure out, like, how it works and why and what you have to do to fix it. Um, for instance, <coughs> I, a lot of cities of mine died, uh, because they didn't have services and I kept trying to build more and more of the services, and I'm like, what's the problem? I'm, like, I have so many, like, you know, crematoriums and graveyards. Why are all these dead bodies piling up everywhere and making and bringing on the plague? Um, and it had nothing to do with how much of that service I had. It had to do with traffic because the yeah. cars that deliver the bodies could not get to the places where the bodies are. And Traffic has been my downfall in so many goddamn games. Yeah. I got to a stage where I pretty much were comfortable. Sort of, quote-unquote, finished the game. Yeah. But, like, the big problem in the end was always traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it got to a point where I would get to a level where I had a not very large city but one that at least functioned smoothly, mm-hmm. uh, even if I hadn't unlocked everything, and it's like, well, this is fine. Not every not every city needs to be a giant metropolis. Like yeah. I'm, I'm pleased with this, and I, and that's I think that's part of why I don't play a lot of these games. Is I get to a point of equilibrium, and then I am entirely unwilling to sacrifice that equilibrium for growth. Yeah, that's fair. And sometimes you can really pay for trying to do that in cities anyway. Yeah. Like, you, oftentimes you get to a good place and you're like, alright, I like, I have a good, you know, resource curve, I'm like staying underneath it so that I'm not, you know, like, you know, it's all, it's all coming together. Let me just like expand a little bit. And then that expansion just completely like tanks your cycles and you're like, ah, dang it. <laughs> now yep. like everything's falling apart. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, my, my town can be small and I am pleased with it. I yeah, mean, I, like I said, I grew up in Iowa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you're used to small cities. Yeah, you can, you, it's perfectly livable. Yeah. The, the ostensible goal of the game, the most visible goal of the game is population growth because mm-hmm. as the game progresses, there's a little like countdown timer in the corner that's based on your current population. Uh, and every time it hits a new level, uh, you get an upgrade and more things unlock, more mechanics unlock for you. So there's a heavy pressure to keep that gauge going up. But there's also things like special unique buildings that you can build um, that are unlocked by not necessarily having a successful city. Like, I know at least one of the buildings is unlocked by, like, having a 50% or higher crime rate or something like that, or having, like, most of your population uneducated. Yeah, I think there's one that's also tied to health. I remember putting that in my... Yeah, health, and also, like, a lot of abandoned buildings. Yeah, yeah, there's one for having a lot of abandoned buildings. There's one for having... There's, like, a... 
like a, a not the library. The library you get for having five universities, which who the heck would have five oh, universities? Whoa. Um, I put them uh, down so that I could get a library. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was one, there was one that was unlocked um, by having five full graveyards. Um, where and it was like it was like the poet's retreat or something like that. It was like something that or like some kind of artist thing. The implication being, I guess, that like death is inspirational to people. I don't even know. Oh, I I took that as a reference to the Dead Poets Society, but oh, maybe <laughs> it's difficult. It's it's just vague enough that you can you can draw your own conclusions. Yeah, there. I don't know if it was I don't know if it was explicitly poetry, yeah, but it was okay. something arts related. Um, or writing related. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> there, you know, like, it does, and I'm not sure if that's, you know, there's a lot of design reasons that you would put something like that there. You might want to, like, reward people for doing things that go slightly off the rails, uh, and experimenting. Um, you know, you, you wanna, you might wanna explicitly encourage that because you wanna get people out of their comfort zones so they try and experiment with different systems and learn them better. Um, even as like a catch-up mechanic, or not as catch, not catch-up mechanic, and such, but something. Oh, your tongue is going to shit. Here's something to cheer you up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, consolation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the uh, I did. I, I made it a personal goal to get one of the highest level structures because there's. Uh, all of these like special buildings and stuff you can get are requirements for one of a set of like six mega buildings, um, which include like the space elevator and something called the Eden Project, which I have no idea what that is. Uh, and um, gosh, I can't remember all of them. But there's yeah, so there's a variety of these, and I was like, I need to build at least one of these because I've never built one of these, and I really ought to get to that point. Uh, so I went for the Eden project, but I ended up getting the space elevator. Sorry, I'm looking. I went to the wiki just to see if I could find a list of uh, of what those buildings are. Just because uh, there, I'll I'll go to the uh, achievements page because um, I know there's an achievement for each one. Um. So I did get uh I did get the the space elevator. There's the medical center monument. Uh the yeah, so I guess these are monuments. So there's the medical center, the uh the Hadron Collider, uh the Eden Project, the Space Elevator, and the Fusion Power Plant. Nice. So I bet the fusion power plant's cool. The only thing the space elevator does is like it's a huge tourism boost. Yeah. Um. So it like brings people in, um, to your city who will like spend money there, and not and not live there. Yeah. I. One thing that I did because, like I said, I'm I'm pretty, uh, content to just rest on my laurels once I have, a nicely functioning town that. I don't need to handhold. Um, at one point, I did build a city with like just everything unlocked, and that actually does not unlock um, special buildings or monuments. You still have to like actually work for those, which I thought was kind of nice because a lot of times when you do these cheats that let you unlock everything, it's like, well, no, I don't. Yeah, have a what, goal. Are what, 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 like, what are my goals? Uh, 
So I thought that was nice. That gave me, like, a little bit more of a goal-oriented thing that was not just, I need to make sure that all of these people don't die horribly. (laughs) Although, again, like, you don't necessarily want always what's best for your citizens. I found... I found it to be a useful strategy to keep people undereducated, um, because overeducated people don't want to work in industry. Yeah. Yeah, I had, like, a huge farm town, where almost industries were farms, and then suddenly I, they were educated just a bit too much, and everything died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds right. about right. I, I did and the same thing. I had basically. to upgrade the offices. Yeah. Also, you have a little, uh, like, automated quote-unquote Twitter feed. And I remember, I remember, uh, putting resources into farming, and I got all of these tweets, air quotes, tweets from my air quotes citizens, and it was like, farming? Really? That's the best we can <laughs> yeah. come up with? I was like, fuck you guys! <laughs> yeah. but they, also, they also do positive. Yeah, they, by... they do. They do. Yeah, was, they are they are of divided opinions on the farms. I just only saw the negative ones. I was really upset by that. I was like, breadbasket, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> That's when you click on their name, see their house, and you like demolish their house. <laughs> can you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You can do that and you can know. you can like click on any building and change the name of it. Oh yeah. The, so the level of simulation detail in this game is like kind of insane. Like, you can click on individual people and see their names and, like, follow them to work. (laughs) And, like, if there's a fire, you can, you know, like, watch the fire engine and which station it comes out of and, like, watch it go to the fire and find out who, you know, who was in the building and... Yep. It's... It can be kind of fun to ambulance chase uh, (laughs) in your own in your own little sandbox town. Yeah, and as far as I can tell, since release, they've actually been adding new stuff that gives you kind of even more, like, informational reading and detail, because there's a there's a new street view that uh, I had not seen before uh, when I played, where you can see, um, like, you can name individual streets, and you can see what the game considers a single street, and modify that, uh, and you can also see, like, what paths different vehicles take, so, like... Here's the streets that are like traveled by residential vehicles versus commercial vehicles and and so on. Well, where where was that? I didn't. I saw like you can your streets have names and you can change the names, but I didn't see like the deeper levels yeah, so of. Th- there's a couple ways to get to it. It's on. It's one of the view panels. So there's a bunch of panels in this sidebar that are like your electric view, your plumbing view, your traffic view, your resources view, etc., etc., etc. And there's one that is, like, streets view, um, which is not the same as the traffic view, which is different. Hmm. Um, but you can also click on the name of a street, and then there's, like, a button from within that that view that also opens the panel. Huh. I feel um, silly for missing that, but... It's, 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 is it's, that it's, the menu where you can prioritize... Streets? Or is that traffic? Um, I don't know. I still don't know how to prioritize streets. I know one thing you can do in that menu, which is, as far as I know, new to this, uh, like, to newer versions of the game, is you can change the type of traffic signals, like stop sign versus traffic light versus no light. 
Yeah. Uh, on intersections, which seems like a level of detail that I was just not ready to fiddle with. <laughs> so, yeah. I was about to fiddle with this, and then I realized, well, the game does this perfectly <laughs> without me doing anything. Yeah, I think it's if you have, like, a very special case traffic scenario, like you have two roads that are connected really close to each other and you don't want to hold up traffic in one direction, you can, like, make it a stop sign in the other direction or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a very detailed level. So I guess, you know, what you can do in this game, like most SimCity-style games... Um, the you build roads, which in this game roads are actually kind of the fundamental building blocks because most things have to be placed alongside roads, otherwise they're not accessible. Um, so there's super roads. Annoying. Yeah, there's roads. Uh, you have to maintain a power grid um, either by connecting things with power lines or by having buildings next to each other to form the power grid. Um, you have to do a water system, which includes uh, inflow, intake and outflow. Um, and then there is zoning. And you have six zones, uh, only three of which are open to start with. Uh, so you have light commercial, heavy commercial, light residential, heavy residential, uh, and light industry, which is industry. And instead of heavy industry, you have office buildings, which is, like, advanced. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you have your standard city type things like a police station and a firehouse and hospitals and you know cemeteries and all the various amenities that you would expect in this kind of schools and parks and yeah things like that yeah and pretty much everything has its own like view like you can say like education view what is the average education level of my citizens and which schools are they going to and like which schools are closest to them and you know the the water grid view where you can just look at all the pipes and where the the flows are going and it's just it's extraordinarily detailed yeah um what was the one that i always like to look at i like the parks view when it's when i'm doing well with parks because everything looks blue and pretty yeah that's true oh the i i for some reason i always like to just look at my property values Nice. I don't know. It's just like, how am I doing? How how overpriced is my housing right now? Um, also, yeah, the, the property view tab has a really nice color scheme, which <laughs> I can see it. Which is like dark blue is low low value, and lime green is high value. So in the middle, you have all these nice teals. Mm. Uh, <laughs> take that's what a you very, can. Yeah, that's a very Kelso thing to care about. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, it's it's interesting to me in games like this that model something that's in the real world, what implicit value systems we bring to the table, right? It's like, it, when you play this game, do you feel it's important that, like, the city has overall very high property values? Or, like, for in my case, it was very important to me that we had very low pollution. Like, there's not really a ton in the game that, mandates that you have low pollution because, you know, people get sicker if there's high pollution, but you can account for that with medical facilities. Um, but I, it was very important to me that I minimize pollution as much as possible. Oh, the other one was noise pollution. I, I For some reason, I like to watch that like a hawk and just be like, I need my residential areas to be quiet and peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. That was like the one view I never used. 
It was interesting. I was really good at like sectioning my city. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was pretty crazy about doing that and making sure that everything is like neatly cordoned off. And yeah, I, I failed at that at first. I, I had to get better at that because my cities were like not doing well. I'm like, what is the problem here? Um, and be- it was because I had been trying to put too much commercial in, like, with the residential, because I'm like, people should have access to, like, a corner store where they can go and just buy milk, so they don't have to, like, go, like, all the way to the commercial district for basic necessities. Whoa. Um, but it turns out that's very bad, um, because anywhere there is commercial buildings, you need trucks to deliver goods, and anywhere there's trucks, your traffic is fucked. So, yeah. yeah. So I w- I needed to keep the residential and uh, commercial traffic separate. That's really considerate of you, though. <laughs> it's like important to me personally in my life to yeah. have like a shop nearby. So, like at least like a grocery store. Yeah, I mean, is, is that yeah. is that considered commercial district? Or like... um, I don't know. It's a shop. <laughs> I live, I live like walking distance from what is essentially like a little strip mall. So it's yeah. got like a grocery store and like a McDonald's and a Pizza Hut and a nail salon and an ice rink and a library and a, uh. Okay, that would know, definitely a little, be a commercial. A little bank. Just, yeah. Uh, so. I had, I had the same thing like a block away from my apartment when I lived in Seattle and that's, that's where I bought all my stuff. There was a grocery store and a drugstore and, like, the teriyaki place that I always ordered from. Set for life. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There's also a drugstore and a pho place. So. Yeah. Every, everything else you can order off Amazon. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to American cities. Yeah. Basically, yes. <laughs> Strip malls. Um, but, yeah. So, I, like... I was, tr- I guess I was trying to sort of recreate that, like this little tiny bit of like one block of like light commercial in the middle of a bunch of residential. But yeah, don't do that. Keep your, keep your zones segregated. That's important. Yeah, I also found that when I tried to, um, when I tried to fuck with the roads that were already placed down, I always ended up ruining it and making things just awful. <laughs> and I would have to like, Go back to a previous save, um, which was roads are by far the hardest part of this game, and yeah. probably the most important part of this game. Yeah, yeah. it's really cruel. <laughs> like, and I, why, I, when I take the bus for a while, and I like think about, I'm like watching traffic a lot, or like stuck in traffic a lot. I start thinking about this game. Because I start thinking about, like, oh, well, this traffic pattern is built that way. I wonder if that would be, like, an effective thing for me to build. Also, it was it was my policy to avoid building one-way roads as much as possible, just because one-way roads are really annoying to deal with in life. So, <laughs> so yeah, I that's thought... another, like, personal bias. They're so <laughs> good for certain traffic things, though. They are. I... I always wanted to try and put in roundabouts because they're supposed to be really good for traffic, mm-hmm. but they're so big and you have to get rid of so much shit to yeah. put in a roundabout. Yeah. That's why like every everywhere that I've lived that has a roundabout, they just preemptively built it in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I ended up doing in <laughs> yeah. this game. It's like, I'm leaving a big space here because I know in the future I will want to put a roundabout here, so yeah. I'm not building anything near it until the roundabout's in place. I mean, I guess I guess that's just what you have to do, kind of. I ended up in my first city. I was like, hmm, what would be pretty? A roundabout. Let's put it here and build a city around it. The problem is you don't start with roundabouts unlocked. They're like in the yeah. second or third wave of things unlocked. Don't you? You do not. Maybe the little one. Uh, maybe you get the little one like really early, but definitely the big one you don't get right away. Oh. Um, the the same is true of zoning. Um, so there's a there's a system in this which I don't recall there being in any. Um, sorry, not zoning. Um, what do they call it? The the little um, where you can like designate a neighborhood? Oh, districts? District, yes. Um, so I don't recall districts being in any other, like, SimCity type game, but it's a really cool thing where you can just, like, you essentially get a little paintbrush, and you paint a region of the map, and it's like, okay, this is now a district of the city, and it has its own name, and it has its own policies. So you can set, like, in this district... You're not allowed to have trucks because this is a residential district, and like so, no heavy traffic. Or like in this district, like everybody has recycling policy. Or like in this district, marijuana is illegal. Huh. <laughs> that's that's actually really interesting. I didn't realize you could do all of that with districts. I mostly use them to designate like agricultural yeah. and like mining industrial. Yeah, that's the- that's the other, that's uh, the main thing you can do with that's, these. That's, uh, that's the part they tutorialize you on. Yeah. <laughs> and I never looked further into them. I'm like, I want yeah. a farm here. Districts. Yeah. So, so the, so the, 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 if you, if you ever saw the policies tab, mm-hmm. um, where you can choose those things, you can choose policies for your whole city, or you can choose them on a district by district basis. How do you choose a district by district basis? Um, every time I tried to do it, I, it changed all my districts. And I was like, this has to be a thing where you can do a specific so district. You click on the name of the district, and then there's a link to the policies in there. Oh, oh so you can't go into the policies tab? No, you don't get there oh. from the policies tab. I know, it's it's very counterintuitive. Everything about this game is so good when it comes to UX. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's a really interesting balance of... It's very easy to pick up, and get into on a surface level, but the minute you start trying to really refine your touch, it's like, how the fuck do I do this? Where do I get to that menu? I saw it. I know I saw the menu, but now I can't find it. Yeah. Click on all the view tabs yeah. to yeah, see just, which one is which. Just pause your city and, like, stop time while you try to figure out your policies and shit. Yep. There's also, and, like, there's there's stuff in there that I still have not figured out how to use. Like, there's some kind of thing you can build, like, on the waterline to to extend the, like, usable shoreline area. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, the, like, breakers or something like that. Yeah, there's that, and then you can make, like, a, it's not a pier. Yeah, there's, like, canals or something. I have like, no I idea know. what the fuck to do with canals. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Build canals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that would have, I mean, obviously that would have to do with, like, your water distribution. Um, I guess. But I don't, I don't know why you would need that, necessarily. Uh, we, look, we are- You don't need it. Yeah, we, we are 
small-time city planners here on the yeah. Feedback Force podcast. We we do not into canals. We don't um, know how to use canals. It's not. I, it wasn't in our training. I I did. I don't. I don't remember what the thing was called, but it lets you. It like builds you a little strip on the shoreline that's basically like. I don't know, like a pier or a boardwalk yeah, type like of thing. Yeah, it's like a quay or something. Oh yeah, 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 that's what it is. I, I want to say that's not pronounced quay, but it looks like it is, and I don't know how to actually pronounce it. So okay, um, but I did, I did mess with that a little bit um, when I was doing a lot of like shipping, like I, I was doing um, uh, shipping for like industry, and I was like, I might as well. I've got all this waterfront. I might as well build like uh, tourism by by boat. There's there's a word for that. I don't know why. <laughs> like a cruise ship. I don't know. Um, but like a, a tourism harbor, basically. So I okay. I did a little bit of that. Um, so you have like a boardwalk. <laughs> yeah, and and the boat comes in there, and then on the other side of it, far away, was the industrial, the industrial part. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is for for whatever reason. In my most recent city, it's the first time it ever occurred to me that I didn't have to put the cargo port and the, like, like passenger port next to each other. <laughs> I'm just, like, habitually always put them next to each other. And this time I'm like, wait, no. We want the cargo one to be in the industrial district, and we want the passenger one to be in the, like, commercial residential area. I feel like that's probably a function of living in Seattle. <laughs> like, like it really is. I like when I was at school, like our school overlooked Elliott Bay, and it's like, okay, here's the nice tourism bit, and then like a mile down, it's just cargo <laughs> and just like yeah. stacks and stacks of shipping containers. It's like this is just how it is. It's fine. Yeah, no, I have a I have a pretty clear view of the incoming cargo ships from yeah. my office actually. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Isn't I that just... the case in most cities, though? I think. I have no idea. I mean, I feel like the infrastructure for, like, landing boats places is such that you would want to have both in roughly the same place. But that's not necessarily the case for, uh, you know, a simulated city, so... Also, anything in this game relating to cargo, like the where trains come in and stuff, you really have to be prepared with roads... Yeah, because mm-hmm. they just they just vomit trucks. They're yeah. just trucks upon trucks upon trucks. <laughs> God, I like I need to build like separate highways just for the goddamn trucks. Also, I am I am so frustrated by the like the way highways work because it's so hard to get good entrances and exits yeah. from a highway that like don't feel like garbage. It at least it doesn't so look different. like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I would always be trying to do when I was tinkering with roads that had been pre-placed in the map was like trying to make it more feasible like cuz usually when you start a city you have like one plot of land and there's a road and you build everything on one side of that but then you have to expand and you have to start building on the other side of the highway so it's like I need I need people to be able to get from over there to here without having to get on the highway and then drive 10 miles to the next exit and then turn around and come back the other way. Oh, also, 
it, they don't do they explain how to use the elevation thing to make bridges and yes. tunnels? Yeah, they do. Okay, okay. Good. Said it, but they do it like in the beginning and <laughs> never mentions it yeah. again. And that's where you don't need it. Except I felt like every time I went into the bulldoze view, um so like if you have abandoned buildings, there's a little bulldozer button and you click on it and then once you have clicked on it, it's like a toggle and it will demolish anything that you click on, basically. Uh, sometimes without giving you any sort of opportunity to confirm that that's what you wanted to bulldoze. Uh, yeah, it, it will confirm if you're trying to bulldoze a, like, a building like a that you place that cost money. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, an LA, a power plant or things, you know, something like that. But it will not warn you if you're about to bulldoze, like, your top bit of industry that grew up in that zone or whatever. Yeah, or if you've got an abandoned house and you accidentally click on the house next to it. Sorry! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess they just have to move into the abandoned house. Um, or if you click on the power line that runs above it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like every time I went into bulldoze mode, a little thing popped up and it was like, just so you remember, if you want to bulldoze something underground, you gotta do... I'm like, I don't... I'm just trying to get rid of these abandoned buildings. Cool it. Yeah. Cool it with the pop-ups. Yeah. This is one thing I really liked in um, uh, Oxygen Not Included, um, is that if you go into a view like the power lines view and you go into demolish, it will only let you demolish power lines. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the pipe view, you can only demolish pipes and so on. Not the case in... uh, <laughs> in city skylines. Yeah. It's a little bit like that in terms of the levels. Like if you're on underground view, you can only demolish underground things and so on. Um but you it'll let you like happily demolish like roads and like buildings and yeah. <laughs> power lines and I think I just realized you can make tunnels, right? Yes. I only build bridges <laughs> over stuff. Yeah, you can do build so that the easiest way to get over or to cross the highway is to go over it with a bridge yeah. or under it with a tunnel, uh, which you do with the page up and page down buttons on uh Or on put a highway, like, intersection. Yeah, what I was trying to do thing. is to build, like, a nice cloverleaf. Yeah, I was going to say, they do have a, cl- a pre-built cloverleaf in the roads mm, menu. I, I but, could never get it to work. <laughs> but, yeah, well, the problem is that it's enormous. Yeah. So in yeah, order to put big. it in... You have to demolish, like, I don't know, like a couple miles of, <laughs> of highway to get it in. Yeah. Yeah, I would always put them, like, outside the city. Yeah. I wish I wish they had a smaller interchange. It's just like the, the roundabouts, which are huge, and you have to... I wish, I wish they had one that you I could mean... just plop on top of an existing highway mm-hmm. and say, like, hey, here's a highway. Please put, like, cloverleaf entrance in it as an exit, like, right on top of it. I really wish they would let you build roads on top of roads. Instead, you have to demolish roads and build the oh, new ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, you they will let you... You can upgrade an existing road. And by upgrade, I mean just change it to another type of road. Wait, can you? Yes. So there's in the roads... And it took me a while to find this, and I was so happy when I did. Yeah. Uh, in the roads building... Uh, in the different shapes of roads you can build, you can build straight lines, you can build curves, and there's one that looks like an exclamation point, and that is, take this existing road and just change it to whatever other type of road. Um, God damn it. <laughs> so, okay, I did that a couple times, but I feel like it demolished everything on the side of the road. Is Yeah, so okay. if, the thing, if the road gets bigger, it tries to expand the road, 
Um, so if you're going from like a two lane, you know, a one lane to a three lane, which is usually what I'm doing, um, the the road gets thicker by one on each side. So the problem there is a you demolish everything that's in those spaces, and yeah. b if you have a for pay building there, it will not let you upgrade. You have to move the uh, the city building first. Also, um, which, uh, which is normally fine unless it's a graveyard or a landfill, which you have to empty before moving, and then it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, also, the upgrade function is another toggle. So, like, if you do that, and then you decide, oh, I want to build some just like fresh start new roads. Every time I had to do that after having upgraded a road, it was like, shit, why isn't this work? Why won't it let me build a road? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a little takes a little getting used to. Yeah. It like, makes me wonder how many other things there are in the system that are like that make things more convenient that like I didn't that I didn't know existed. <laughs> Cuz another thing, another very useful control tip, um if you are building something that's one way, such as a a one-way road or a ramp onto the highway, uh, it will be one way in the direction from where you start clicking to where you finish clicking when you're building yeah. the road. If you want to change the direction, you just have to right-click on the road. Oh, that's oh. a no-no. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to demolish it and try and build it in the other direction. You can I just mean, right-click. I think I only did that mistake once. <laughs> and then and I just put it the other way. Yeah. that That bothered me because, like, I had... When I started getting really into roundabouts, I'm like, ah, I really need this roundabout to go the other way. So I looked up, like, how do I change the way of one-way streets? And they're like, just right-click the street. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so simple. Yep. So there's a lot of there's a lot of depth to this game that you only get through, like, intense exploration, sometimes outside of the context of the game itself. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the quality of life stuff in this game is sort of like that. <laughs> like, you got, you got to dig for it. Yeah, and to some extent, I kind of understand why it's that way design-wise, because otherwise it would just be nothing but tutorials the whole game. And they just want to give you, like, just enough to be dangerous and, like, let you go and let you experiment, because part of the fun of sim-type games is experimenting with the system and seeing what happens. It would yeah. be, it would be great if like that right click thing and maybe it was and I just didn't see it but if that was like in a tooltip like you have your little roads menu and you hover over it and it gives you a little bit of info about the type of road that you're hovered over like can't like just put that in the one way like if you need to change the direction right click it it's just there yeah I I bet that information is somewhere in the game but oh, I yeah. don't for the life of me yeah. know where so one thing I would say is I. I'm really bad at, like, hovering over stuff and just looking, what does this do, actually? What does this button do? And that's probably because the game's so intuitive. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you need to, right? Yeah. Um, I I kind of... Uh, it's not always helpful, the hover text, because yeah. I... I had a uh I had a situation in my most recent city and I still don't understand it where uh all of my commercial district buildings were flop- flopping up a little icon with blue squares on it. So I'm like, what is that? 
So I clicked on the building, I hover over the blue squares, and it's like, you do not have enough goods for this store. Oh, yeah. um, the right. store is, like, the store, you know, like, make sure you have enough uh, industrial, um, you know, industrial stuff to make goods for this store. So I'm like, okay. So I go over to my industry, and I notice that in my industry, everybody's got a little orange icon of rectangles going over it. So I click on that, and it says, uh, you have no one to buy your goods. Make sure that you have enough places that are buying goods from your industry. And I'm like, make up your goddamn money. These can't both be true. Yeah. I find that it's usually traffic problems. It probably is traffic problems. 90% of my problems are traffic problems. Yeah. I kind of want to, like, just build... A huge. I get in trouble with money a lot of times in this game because I just want to build roads first. I want to just yeah. build out a huge section of roads before I build any buildings, before I zone anything. I want to just lay out all the roads. And so I usually spend way too much money building out roads before I actually, like, put in buildings and things that can actually generate money. Which I, have, is not- I run into the same problem nearly every time I start. Just, like, I, I, I want... <laughs> I like having things be planned and like logical as far as streets go because I'm used to like my hometown had a lot of really fucky streets. It's like what what happened here? Why is this <laughs> yeah. like this? And I don't yeah. I don't want my little fake sandbox city to be like that. You know what would be really cool to have in these types of games? It's in, like, an architecture mode. We can, like, draw out plans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, actually, about... That's one of the things I really like about Banished, um, which is another sim game that we've played on this podcast, uh, was you can place buildings and then pause them so they don't use up the resources yet. Mm-hmm. Um, because nobody, like, nobody works on them to build them. But then you, like, have that building in place, and you can see it there, and you can plan for its position, um, without having to worry about actually putting it in yet. Um, which would be, which would be a nice sort of thing to be able to do here, especially with roads. Yeah. I mean, oh. God knows that in every city in the world, there's, like, a, a block that's just fenced off, and it's like, coming soon, there's going to be a thing here, and then it yep. never changes for years. <laughs> <laughs> like, they could do it in the real world, let me do it in this in in my sandbox city, please. Yep. Um, there's, a, there's a fun, I probably should have opened with this, but there's a fun Will Wright quote that I've been thinking about a lot when I play games like this. Um, which he gave as a keynote uh, for one of the, the USC conferences, um, where he was talking about how the pleasure in a sim game is about trying to figure out what the underlying simulation is. So, like, making an, is making an assumption about how things will work, implementing that assumption, and then testing to see whether you were right or wrong and revising your internal model until you get as close as you can to, um, you know, to, to actually understanding the underlying systems. Um, and I think that's how you get, uh, you know, like your, your Magna Santis. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure I, I fully agree with that being what's pleasurable about this game. Because I definitely don't understand the underlying <laughs> systems. But I feel like planning out a space and having it, like, feel nice, like, feel like a city where I, I could imagine myself being, that was, like, the that's the central pleasure of this, this game for me. Yeah. And that's, like, I think the only DLC that I'm really interested in is the Park Life one. Because it lets you, from what I remember, it lets you actually zone out a park, and then it lets you zoom into it and manually place all of your trees and your paths and your yes. gazebos I've, I've and been stuff. For ages, like that, like why won't they let me? Like, there's all this beautiful forest and that's like resource, and the only thing I can do with it is turn it into industry. I want to be able to like say, no, this is now a national park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, national parks. It's great for tourism. Yep. Can't they have like a no zone? That's uh, I think that's just for deleting existing zones. Oh. It's just like dezoning. Well, I know like in normal city planning, they have like green zones. Yeah. yeah. So we should we should have green zones in this game. Yeah, and I think I think that's what like the park life DLC mostly addresses. I I haven't actually. I mean, obviously, I haven't played it, but I've watched. A review on it, and it looks. I don't know. I, I would play a game that was just a parks, like a park management sim, like yeah. not a theme park, but like you yeah, have this like open space parks. and yeah. And you have to keep it tycoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. National National Forests Tycoon. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would do that. And you have to, like, you know, make sure that all the wildlife uh, is working out. So we should play um, sometime, not now, because obviously we just finished a sim game, um, but we should play Blockhood. Um, yeah. Because Blockhood is a game, another simulation game that uh, I got a little while back when it was on sale. And it has interesting, it's, you know, it's a it's a city building sim but it also has natural resources and the emphasis is on creating like sustainable ecosystems so things where like you you know your water so you have enough natural water sources that are not becoming polluted and you have um you know sustainable plant life that you know you can that supports your ecosystem for your farms and you know like so it's it's much more about not just the, the the cycles and systems of a city, but the cycles and systems of a whole ecosystem that supports a city. The opposite um, of oxygen not included. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh it's you can even try there's like a, a level in the story mode where you're just building an environment for animals. Like the animals are your clients and you're like just like building the right habitats for them. Yes. It's perfect. Yeah, so I I recommend Blockhood. If, uh, it's like block apostrophe hood. Um, I know, yeah, I know, I think at one point we almost played that and then something else diverted our attention. I know we've talked about it before and I like the sound of it. Is it in our games hopper? Cause, oh yeah, it is. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, that's something that we should play at some point. I thought that game had a really interesting story mode, which you don't get a lot of sims with the story mode. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Sadly. Because, uh, I mean... Yeah, you'd think I, it would be, like, rife with, like, possibilities, right? Yeah. I mean, 
I don't like a story mode which would be like the rollercoaster tycoon where you just start over, over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. But something because in City Skyline you sort of you don't have a goal after you, about thirty to forty thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and the big thing that they want you to build is a space elevator. Like there's a narrative right there. Yeah. Like, okay, the planet is dying and we need to build this space elevator so we can go live in, in, like, space luxury communism, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, there's a narrative right there, right for the taking. Yeah, and you could do, you could do a story mode where you have, like, a lot of unusual sub-goals where, like, I don't know, you, like, there's this crazy person that you're trying to please and, like, they want, you know, there to be five universities. <laughs> so you're like, all right, well, let's work towards five universities then. I'm just imagining, like, under what circumstances would you need to please a crazy person? It's like, the mayor has been taken hostage. <laughs> well, I meant more that, like, you know, you are you are a city planning planner working for, like, a crazy mayor. That's fair, too. Uh, but, yeah. No, I... I yeah, it, it seems like it could be a thing that is done, and in retrospect, I'm kind of surprised that more Sims don't do it. I think Oxygen Not Included is sort of working up to it, because the stuff I've seen more recently implies, like, things that you discover as you get towards the outside of the the meteor. Um, they're still going on that game, by the way. It is still technically in, like, alpha or beta or, beta or whatever it was when we played it. Yeah. Um, and there's like new content packs every so often. Um, so I do, I do actually periodically go back to that game. But, yeah. I feel uh, like a lot of time spent playing this game was just waiting in fast forward mode. Yeah, I, this is a great game to play while you're like listening to a podcast or like eating popcorn or doing something where you're like, you don't have to give it your entire full attention. Because there's a lot of like, all right, let's wait until I have enough money to build this thing that I need to build. Yeah. Oh, this is one. That, speaking of which, there's one really, really great ad, like advance on the SimCity games that I love about this that has to do with their level unlocking system, which is that every time you level up to a new population, you get a big cash infusion. Yeah. Just like a solid dump of like, here you now have this much extra cash, which is like really good because it encourages you to push towards that next goal even if you're like not a hundred even if you're like on the downswing in terms of money you can still like get back out of it because of this um this little boost and fix any problems because you're like oh no shoot like i don't have a police force and now crime is running rampant and i'm like everything's gonna be abandoned in 20 years and i don't have enough money to, you know, to build this, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna make enough money in 20 years for, <laughs> to build this. Uh, but then, you get, you know, whatever new population goal, and it gives you just enough cash that you place that police station, you're like, alright, phew, now we're, we can uh, stop the downward spiral. Yeah, I mean, as long as your population is rising. Yeah, as long yeah. as your population is rising. That was always a really nice Hail Mary, because I I found that my population growth would begin to outpace my uh electricity and water available like right before that point so it's like 
Shit. <laughs> My yep. people don't have plumbing, and there are blackouts across the entire city. Here's some money. Cool. Another yep. power plant. Some more water. Water, yep. whatever. Just in time. Yep. Oh, wait. I like... I don't... I got too much money in this game. <laughs> There's nothing to spend money on after you have, like... After you can build every, like, one of every building. Yeah. Money is kept going up. Yeah, there's a, there is a certain point where you do hit, like, a runaway cash thing. And I think that's what the, like, special buildings are for. Because they're always, like, incredibly expensive. Yeah. So they want that to be a cash sink. But yeah, no, you're right. I built the space elevator and then, like, you know, waited another, like, a couple in-game years. And I was already back into the, like, millions. So... <laughs> But that's a good oh. sign. That means you basically get, you've gotten to the point where you get to, you've reached that ending. Not, not ending, but like, you know, you've reached that stability point. Also, buying land is so cheap. Yeah. Why is it so cheap? <laughs> well, there's a limit to how much you can buy. You can only get like eight plots, I think. So. And then that your city yeah, is Why is it so can. cheap? <laughs> oh, because sometimes you just really need more space to put to like highway connections. First one cost like a third of your of a school. <laughs> yeah, well they get I mean they're steadily increasing in price obviously. Um I don't actually know what the ramp is on that. I haven't paid much attention. I don't usually end up buying the full city. Like I buy plots of land as I need them to expand. Um and so I usually don't end up with more than like four. Yeah. I look like, oh, there's traffic problems. Where is there a highway? I buy that section and I connect. I see. Um, but then you just have more people coming in from the highway. Yeah, but they can, they don't have the all coming from the same place. That's true. Yeah. Give you a little bypass. Yeah, I think it's another interesting aspect of games like this is the kind of, um, like realism versus playability access because i think there's probably a lot of stuff with high highway management and road management that it's hard to tell how much is like trying to be realistic and how much is just like ugh if we made this realistic it would be unusable well the and big so, the big thing with that for me is uh power distribution like, yeah for sure <laughs> like if your city is densely populated enough and you don't have gaps, like where you're waiting for people to build in zoned areas, you can just have a power line going from wherever your power plant is, and actually not really even from there. Uh, like, eventually it will just fill itself in so you don't have to have any power lines at all. Because yeah. it's like one contiguous mass of areas where... <laughs> I think I think even in the game it just says like, Electricity will jump from one building to the next if they're close enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, it's implied that, like, the wires come with the buildings. Yeah. So you don't have to put in extra stuff there. Yeah, which is unrealistic. And the fact that, like, your water grid, like, water sourced from anywhere can go to anywhere in the city and it's fine. And Yeah. Which is fine. I think that, I think there was more de- like more detailed in SimCity 2000 even. Yeah, that's yeah, probably but, true. But they like the power lines didn't 
obstruct space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you had to power things, but um, in this one, when you place power lines, you can't build anything there because there's power lines there. Yeah. So it's a trade-off. And it's it's interesting to see how, like, different games kind of handle this level of, like, eh, do we want, you know, like, how much do we care that this is realistic and how much of that would just be, like, tediously pedantic? Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that I have no desire whatsoever to micromanage, so I can, it's fine. Yeah. Like, And I think they've done a pretty good job of striking that balance in this yeah. game. There's so a lot thing... of stuff that you can get really deep into, but like, <laughs> yeah. at, at most points you don't have to. Sorry, Carl, go ahead. One thing that's annoying, and I understand why this game did it, but in some city, like in real life, I think residential is normally colored by the color yellow. <laughs> well, yeah. Hmm. So the colors are not right, which is. I mean, is that is that a thing that has like a convention? I didn't even yeah, realize yeah, that there's yeah. a convention associated with it. I'm pretty sure there's a convention. Huh. Now that you mention it, yeah, I think that that sounds right. It's one of those things that everybody just kind of agrees that, like, yeah, we're just going to do it this way. It's fine. And then when somebody does it, it's like, wait, what are you doing? You madman. Interesting. I was I was completely unaware of that. I know there was... I didn't take notes for this one, and I probably should have, because there are, there's a lot of, like, little detail stuff that I want to talk about that I keep forgetting. Because there are so many details in this game. Yeah. But I, overall, I I have a good time. I find this one very relaxing. Was it, it last week you were worried, Kelso, about it being stressful? Is it still stressful? It's, Was it stressful? It's not that stressful. Um, especially, I mean, we know how I play this game, where I get big <laughs> enough that I'm like, this is fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's not like... It's not like I have to um, worry, like, oh, this is... It's, like, continuing to simulate even when I'm not playing it. So if I if I rest on my laurels and I'll come back and, I don't know, it'll all be on fire. Like, that's not a thing. So it's like, okay, I've got this nice little place. I can put it on a shelf and start a new city and do something different. Things do catch fire, though, for the record. They do. They do catch and fire. You need to, and you need to have a good fire department to, to catch that. And uh, There's no aliens attacking. That's yeah. true. There's no aliens. There's no, like, Godzilla attacks or whatever the other disasters were. Tornadoes. Yeah. Uh, is there, like, a disasters button that you can turn on? I didn't even look for one. I don't think so. <laughs> I did end up at one in one playthrough getting the plague getting a plague disaster, which I think I, I sort of touched on before. But basically, my traffic was bad enough. I had a huge city, and it was great. It was all going really well. And then traffic got bad, um, and there weren't enough paths to the various crematoriums and graveyards. So there were just bodies everywhere. And then there were just there was just sickness everywhere. Because there were the bodies stayed too long in the too long in the buildings, and everyone got sick, and my entire city 
was just a morass of like illness and people dying and that making it worse because nobody could pick up the bodies. Oh, apparently, apparently, natural disasters is one of the DLCs. <laughs> nice. Okay. Fifteen bucks for a meteor to fall on your town. <laughs> I actually, I'm looking through the screenshots now. There's like a forest fire with uh, helicopters with like those big water. Buckets Wait, flying over there. There's no forest fires in the original. Because if you look at the fire department, flammable. Yeah, yeah, they're red. Yeah, I noticed that too, and I was surprised that they never caught on fire. But I guess you got to pay fifteen bucks for that. Maybe, maybe the like they can catch on fire if a fire starts at a building nearby, but they just don't catch on fire on their own. Yeah. No. I'm looking. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just looking at this. It's like screenshots of uh, what is presumably an earthquake with a bunch of buildings just falling into the ground. There's a flood taking over the coastline. The oh, you can do that. On, you can do that. Uh, <laughs> sort of with what you have. Uh, I guess. Yeah. If you build, if you build dams, or you can probably do this with quays and canals. I assume as well. Yeah. Um, but if you build a dam, it like floods the area above the dam and reduces the water flow in the area under the dam and I have put areas of my coastline underwater accidentally doing that. Whoops. Um, I built the dam at the end of the river like after my sewage. Ooh. And then the whole whole river was flooded with sewage water. (laughs) I, I didn't think the dam would block all the water. Yeah. Is I I really want there to be a way there's a way to reduce pollution. Um but as far as I know there's no way to entirely rid yourself of pollution because you can't you do have to incinerate your trash mm-hmm. um which causes or and or put it in a landfill which causes some pollution and you do have to have sewage outflow which does pollute the water even if you use water treatment then it only pollutes it a little bit. But I really want to get like a completely sustainable green ecosystem going. Like, I never build the, like, coal or oil or whatever power plants. I know, but it's a simulation. I want I want to feel like I could do that. It's a simulation of real life. I want some magic technology that is developed that's like future tech that gives me the power. Yeah, we can build a space elevator. But yeah, luckily they do give you the ability to do uh like green power sources. Yeah. You can do you can survive off entirely like wind, water and solar. Mm-hmm. Like wind is one of the first available power plants and you can you can pretty much just completely avoid doing any kind of fossil fuels. Yeah, I think the first two that are unlocked by default are coal and windmills. Mm-hmm. So, and then you get like hydroelectric, which is always nice. Yeah. That's what I usually spring and for as soon as I can. And then eventually you get the, like, huge solar farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun game. I find it super relaxing. Um, it's just kind of, you know, just just seeing the things, the systems all sort of come together and work or not work. I like, I really like starting cities in this game. I get stressed out when the traffic gets really bad and I can't fix it. But then I like to, like, start a new game. Yeah, I I agree. I fell back on that pattern quite a bit, where it's like, well, this city's gone to shit. I'm gonna start over, and everything will be nice, yep, and nice like and, nice and, and suburban. Yep. 
Yeah. So if you are a fan of city building games, I recommend checking this game out because it is one of my favorites. I am now at what is my Steam time according to According to Steam, I have played 15 hours in the past 2 weeks and about 79 hours total. So I'm around 80 hours into this game. Nice. And I still don't know all the systems. Yeah. So I like I no. really admire anybody who is of the kind of mind where they can get super deep into this kind of thing because I just I don't have like the patience for it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm sure there are people out there who know what every menu and every button and yeah. every weird clicking style does. So Yep. It's one of those games where you can just like look through the Steam workshop and and see things that are so far beyond your own comprehension and it's like damn. Someone yeah. really cares about this. Yeah, I think I saw a thread on how to make and I didn't like I wasn't able to actually like fully digest it and implement it, but I know I saw a thread on like how to make like good looking symmetrical highway entrances and exits. Mm. I'm like, yep, I am clearly not the only one thinking about this. Yep. It's so hard to make them look good. It really is. I think about that now every time I'm on the road and, like, someone complains about, like, God, why is this highway built like this? This is so stupid. I think, well, it's hard to make highway entrances and exits look good. Yeah. Civil civil engineering is not easy. (laughs) And, And in this game, you can just, like willy-nilly, like, delete anything you need to delete, and like, move buildings two spaces to the left. I think that was my, my favorite thing is, like, with, with a purchased building, you always have the option to just pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah, except for graveyards and landfills, yeah, which yeah, have yeah. to be emptied first. But yeah. yes. Like, yeah, that's I just, super helpful. I just imagine, like, you... T- tie some cables to every corner of the building and you just have like four big helicopters just like <laughs> pop it off the ground and like fly it over you know two feet I should yeah. have done that more often or yeah it can be really useful especially if you're trying to upgrade roads and you have stuff in the way yeah I just didn't move them because I just I know that was a thing you could do but it never crossed my mind because that's not a thing you can do <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, I remembered one of the other things that I wanted to point out earlier, um, which was the, specifically the bulldoze button. I think the bulldoze button, like, in addition to, like, it's fine to let you delete stuff, but I think a main function of the bulldoze button is to give you something to do while you're waiting. Yes. Because it's like, if you don't have enough money, uh, and there's nothing else you can do, at least you can go around with the bulldozer and, like, bulldoze, uh, Abandoned buildings. Yes. Because they didn't have to leave the abandoned buildings there. They could have just said, like, okay, they're automatically demolished, like, as soon as they're abandoned or whatever. Or, you know, they just stay demol- they stay, stay abandoned until something new moves in. But they don't. They give you the ability to manually demolish abandoned buildings. And it's such a, like, just click, 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 and sometimes you accidentally click the wrong one and that's, then you feel bad. Yeah. But, you know, it gives you, like, an activity to do. That's just kind of like filler. And I think more sim games need those. Like something small to just let you click on and feel like you're doing something while you're waiting for the rest of the system to spool up. 
Yeah. Highly, uh, highly I recommend. Like you do, you do not like it. Didn't like the bulldoze. You and I always disagree on design stuff. I feel like I think it's a yeah. great mechanic. Um, I think more more sim games should have that like, kind of. It doesn't have to be bulldozing, but should yeah, have I that agree kind with of, filler. <laughs> yeah, some kind of filler action. Anyway, the bulldozing felt like a chore, not like something you could do. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. It's probably that it's something that they had anyway because they wanted to let you, you know, like bulldoze things that you actually needed to get rid of and move. Yeah. And so they're like, how can we just, you know, use this thing we already have in a way that, like, you know, feels like gives the player something to do? Which, that's fine. I will say I have a suspicion that every time I go into bulldoze mode... uh the game just decides to throw a lot more abandoned buildings at me. <laughs> like, I feel like, oh, there's, like, two abandoned buildings in my industrial district. Okay, I'll just take care of those really quick. And then I do it, and then suddenly there's, like, six more that have just popped up while I'm searching for the right building. It's like, what What have I done? <laughs> well, also, this is an interesting thing that it does that's, that's pretty subtle but kind of useful in that, um, so... You know, when, when something's abandoned in the game, it has like a little speech bubble type thing mm-hmm. that shows like a little abandoned building. And that's true of most things that like need your attention in the game. Um, but if you zoom out, they just condense those. Yeah. They, they, so if you had like five that were in a pretty close area and you zoom out, they'll all five just become one little thing. Yeah. And then as you zoom in, the individual ones will pop out, which is a real nice little slick UX touch. It is. And I did notice that. Something. But I feel like at one at one point I felt like there was not enough workers in my like second part of my town, and I had zoomed in and I was like, oh, every every single <laughs> one of them not enough workers <laughs> enough <laughs> anywhere. This is every place. Yeah. Time to bulldoze some schools, I guess. <laughs> yeah, or build more residential. Or, yeah, more people. More uneducated. Why is it that everyone who moves to your town is uneducated? That's yeah. a good question. They're only, only, it's not that they're uneducated, it's that only the education from this city is valuable for working there. Oh it's no. Just, it's such an esoteric process that no one can understand it unless they've been educated in your city. I mean, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds like a country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have a small nation state. Look, maybe the schools aren't actually schools, but, like, varying levels of uh, cult indoctrination <laughs> facilities. <laughs> and the, the uneducated are just people who have not been brought into the fold. Mm. See, why don't these games have narrative associated with <laughs> Right? <laughs> Writing our city skylines fan fiction right here, live. Train them to work in, a, in an office. In real time. Yeah. There's, I know there's a lot of like sim games, like um, Oxygen Not Included and um, that hospital one, uh, Two Point Hospital, um, have like little funny micro narratives in the kind of mechanics and like, oh, look how cute it is that you know, like to you know, I don't know, to eat you have to like gather mush and like use the mush machine because <laughs> your guys are making like. Horrible, barely livable food. 
Um, or in two point, it's like, hey, the the local diseases are, you know, like one of them is your head turns into a light bulb because it's lightheadedness. Oh, no. And like every year, there's awards for you know, like which which hospital has the friendliest staff, and you get to go to the awards show. And it's not really like a narrative so much as it is um, just like coloring, right? It's like just some little little tonal flavor. Um, which this game really does not have a lot of at all because it's trying to be closer to reality. But it's like I feel like that's the first step to a narrative. Probably is you gotta you gotta put something unique in. You know what I miss from Sin City? Hmm. It's the newspaper. Oh the yeah. The annual report. And the little ticker that would go by at the bottom that would like tell you about. I guess the Twitter feed is supposed to be that, but it doesn't, it's not quite the same. The Twitter feed is so tempting to ignore that it's really easy to miss all of the flavor tweets that are people like conspiracy theorizing about chemtrails and the Illuminati, which are actual tweets that show up in the game. Um, <laughs> but, <forgot> about this. <laughs> you're right. But, you're right. I guess it does have those. But yeah, but like the point is that it's like most of the time I just wanted to turn that stuff off. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I yeah. feel like there's a tweet where that's like um hey, like our vacation got extended. Can somebody water our plants? The house key is under the mat. I was that a flavor thing or was that uh was that put in there to denote that you have low crime and like high community trust? Because that's, I it could be. I I interpreted it as like low crime because it always seemed to happen when I wasn't having crime troubles. But maybe I, I don't know. Maybe that's the only time I noticed it. Um. <laughs> I felt like half of my tweets were like the police trying to set was it cell oh storage security storage, storage spaces or something. Hmm. Yes, yeah, something like that. I don't know if I ever got that one. Um, maybe that was another low crime thing too, like implying that we've got all these empty cells, so we're selling them as storage space. I don't know. Um, what? Okay, so I might be misremembering this horribly. I feel like I have seen a stream of this game where there was like a a supervillain or a mad scientist who would occasionally pop up and like cause some havoc and you would have to deal with that? Or was that another game? Or am I... That's probably a different game. That sounds very much like a different game. Yeah, because I I came into this thinking, like, when does the... When does the supervillain come to heckle me? And it never never happened! So I I must be thinking of a different game then. Unless it's like a DLC or something. Yeah, it it could be in that... Natural I'm not ruling. I'm, I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying that in 80 hours of playing, I have not seen that. Yeah, so. no, I, I I believe you, and I believe my own experience of having never uh, seen it happen once. Uh, <laughs> I was a little disappointed. <laughs> oh well. We'll have to find out which that game is. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Anybody have any other final thoughts on this game? Uh, nope. I thought I did, but I don't remember what it was. So it's probably... Oh, it was it was the mad scientist thing. I thought I had a second thing, but I don't think I did. So, <laughs> look, it was important enough to be two separate thoughts in my head. Okay. Just rattle yeah. it around in there. It's a, it's a fun game. It made me play a lot of Minecraft. 
because I was playing it. And I'm like, man, I really want to like individually build these buildings. And then I'm like, I I just want to play Minecraft right now. So I also played a lot of Minecraft this week. You know, I got I got a brief Minecraft itch uh, at some this. at some point over the past couple weeks. I didn't I didn't succumb to it, but I I definitely entertained the idea. So yeah, it, it's sort of an adjacent mm-hmm. uh, genre. So Minecraft, I have the same problems with Minecraft though, where I will have a really ambitious idea and then I'll actually start building it and realize yeah. that it takes a long ass time. <laughs> yeah. To build anything. Yeah, absolutely. We should so. do like we should do a multiplayer server sometime and then we can have one ambitious idea that we all work together on. Yeah. I think the most ambitious thing I've ever done in Minecraft was many, many years ago. I built a giant dick and and it was my house. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I usually build like temples and things with like you know water water features in the middle and I bet it, I bet you could build a really badass cathedral. I built oh I I built like an underwater like dome habitat at one point too. Yeah, those are always which fun. is kind of fun. It's all right, yeah. but Minecraft is not the game we're playing next. No, uh, the game we are playing next. Look, I'm just like the master of segues today. Yes. Um. The game we're playing next, there's, I'm, I, could you tell I was trying to cover while I found the window with the information? Um, I mean, no, no, we can't. Now you know. Uh, is Wondersong. Uh, so Wondersong, um, it says on Google, uh, is a puzzle adventure video game developed by American Canadian indie developer Greg Lobanov. Um, and it's music themed, so you play a little bard, um, and you play songs to do mechanics. Is it similar to Aquaria? I don't know. I actually know very little about this game, except that my friend Jackie is, like, super, super into it and, like, will not stop talking about it. Um, maybe we'll be able to get her as a guest on this one. I think she has a lot to say about yes. it. Yes. I so, support this. Um, yeah, so Wonder Song. It's uh, on Steam, among other places, and uh, I think it's launching on the Switch soon. Or just did? I think I don't that's know. correct. Yes. Um, and it's it, yeah, it may have simultaneously launched on the Switch actually. And it's uh, yeah, it sounds interesting. I am I. It's been a while since we played Aquaria. I am interested in another like musical themed game that's not necessarily like a rhythm game. Uh, and I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. I forgot that this came out on the Switch, and it is it is out on the Switch. I think it was. It did launch simultaneously, so. Nice. Uh, now the real question is, do I want to buy it on the Switch? Mm, good question. Uh, I already like, bought it on Steam because it was two dollars off. So. It, it looks like it's currently two dollars off on on the Switch right now. Yeah. Which might inform well, my decision. Well, so there you go. Now you can save that two dollars that you missed. That I that before. I forgot to save before when it was on sale. Yeah. Yep. Everything's coming up, Kelso. All right. Speaking of coming up, Kelso, Kelso, where can people find you uh, if they want to find you on social media? Oh, on social media, uh, you can. <laughs> no, they can find you in Colorado, but they're gonna yeah. have to do some search. You're gonna have to do some legwork, right? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Kelso Time Bomb. Uh, have I been doing anything interesting on Twitter? Uh, the answer is no. The answer is always no. 
and you can also follow the the podcast Twitter at Feedback Force if you are so inclined. We uh, sometimes will do little tweets saying, "Hey, this game we played is on sale. If you're interested, maybe buy it." And if you follow us on Twitter, you then you will always get informed about the new episodes. Yes. Because Kelso always tweets them. Usually. No, I think I always do. It's part of my yeah, routine. I, I don't think you've missed any of them that I know of, <laughs> except the one where you, like, didn't post the episode. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's about it. Uh, that's a whole our, other, whole other issue. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. We fixed it. Yeah. Um, so I am at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. Uh, I do a weekly stream. Uh, twitch.tv slash cage tiger spelled with a K where we play old uh, nostalgic video games currently we are playing Metal Gear Solid the first one uh, and boy is it is it going <laughs> yep that's, it's a game alright <laughs> I'll have to catch the VODs of that yep. I... there's a lot of things to like about it so far I'm not trying to be down on the game it's just like Got a lot of, uh, um, like really blatant 90s sexism stuff going on. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it's a Metal Gear Solid game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I, I remember you know. some, some weird mechanical stuff as well. Cause I mean, I played Metal Gear Solid, like, for the first time within the past 10 years. I think, I think the first time I played it was 10 years ago. So it would have been like 2009-ish, roughly. Uh, uh, it's not a. It's not an easy game to just pick up if you didn't come up with it. It's sort of like Morrowind in that respect, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. so I'm I'm attempting that. So feel free to come watch me do that. That is Sunday mornings at uh, ten. And if you follow my Twitter, you'll see if I have any schedule changes or anything like that. Nice, Carl. Yeah. And I'm at Skug3 on Twitter. Follow me, or don't. There we go. It's a rousing call to action. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking of which, I guess, like, rate us on, and, and leave reviews on oh, yeah. uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Because why not? Yeah. I don't know if you can leave review or you can, you can comment on stuff on SoundCloud. But I don't think you can do that on, or, you you don't it's think you ratings. Can rate SoundCloud. Yeah, it's ratings <laughs> on SoundCloud. And you can't comment. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I've never you actually tried to rate. You can definitely leave reviews on iTunes. Is it reviews? I thought it was just yeah. like, click the star. It's good. Yeah. I think you're, I think they like encourage you to leave reviews. Um, yeah, I know true. this because, uh, one of the other podcasts I follow, like, often reads reviews from people that have, they've left on iTunes. See, you, the you can show. see how obedient I am when a podcast tells me to leave a rating and a review. Uh, it, I am so disobedient in that respect that I don't even know <laughs> how iTunes rating and review system actually works. So, um, But yeah. if, you feel, if you're feeling generous, do that. If you have very specific opinions on certain games and you want to talk to us about them in person and you like feel like our audience should know about these opinions, come be a guest. We like having guests on the show. Yeah. You just have good. to tweet at us and, you know, play the game. And then you can just come be on the show. It's that simple. Yeah. I think the the only other requirement is that you, like, get there first. 
<laughs> yeah. I if think we have multiple people, we try and take the first person. Although, honestly, if we had two people at this point, we yeah. could probably just have two guests. We could support two guests, but any 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 beyond that, you're out of luck, so strike all, right. all the iron's hot. I yep. shouldn't slap my desk while recording. <laughs> it's really bad form, but hey, you know. Sorry. It's, it's in, in person, real time fully. Yeah. To get my coconut shells <laughs> and a watermelon. Alright. So, see you in two weeks for Wandersong. Play yes, it. play it. Uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.